This episode of The Human Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash homeandpodcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now on to the show. Lions just recovered a fumble. Bits of wisdom. It's Harry Ludini, I'm pretty sure. That's when it kind of becomes home improvement after dark. I guess that leaves us at the question of the week. Mmm, very good. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Jordan, but a really cool aerial shot of the table. Reasonably funny. User review. Does everybody know what time it is? Home and podcast time. That's right. Ben for Abdul is proud to present a home improvement podcast. My name is Adam, and you all know my co-host... He likes to beat himself gently with leafy birch branches. <laughs> Jordan Lyons. I thought you were going to call me Cornholio. Uh, I wish I would have, yeah. Uh, uh, Jordan, how are you this morning? I'm doing all right. We had, uh, it's been a while since we've had technical snafus, but this morning the gremlins were attacking us, and we dealt with that for a little bit. We're starting 20 minutes late, but I think we're going to be better for it. Better late than never? Mm, how are you doing on this? Are you familiar with the saying, early <laughs> is on time, <laughs> late is... I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like I it's a dumb phrase. Well, yeah, it's so stupid. No, on time is on time. Yeah. I don't know like what early is early. On time is... Yeah. There's two types of people I, in this world. People who are here early and people who are here on time. <laughs> and people who I hate. Oh. No. All right. Uh, Jordan, I'm doing well. Uh, happy to be talking to you this morning. I uh, Yesterday was my last day going in, uh, teaching for the semester, so I have some grading to do over the following uh, week, weeks or so, but uh, I'm feeling good about having a little break here. I'm still wondering if any of your students will ever find this podcast. I certainly hope not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I can't, I mean, I, I can't imagine a scenario where that happens. Uh, they're all 18, 19, 20, you know, some of them a little bit older, but it would... That's kind of the, the chances target are audience for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, home improvement, now that it's on Hulu, it's just reaching... Reaching a whole new audience. Oh, uh, I don't man. think so. You know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Norm MacDonald and his uh, interview, Tim Allen's interview on there. And I felt mm-hmm. like that was, uh, that's the audience right there. They both look a little bit older, a little more wrinkly, something like that. Well, the thing is, I don't think Norm looks as wrinkly as he should because he's had some serious work done on his face. Has he? I mean, yeah, just look at his, there's no, there's no wrinkles on his face, like, it's, I was more focused on his how, nice jean jacket. I don't know jacket. how you could not notice that. He's got a great jean jacket on. That's what I was focused on. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Norm. Well, we'll talk. Let's just, let's just get into yeah. it. So uh, the interview was September twenty sixth, two thousand seventeen. Uh, I believe was it Mark Volbeck that passed this along to us? I don't remember. Somebody. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, let's just say Mark did it because we yeah, love Mark. Yeah. I mean, somebody did it, and if it was Mark, great. Uh, it's on a, a show called Norm McDonald Live, which, uh, and I, I guess we didn't do enough research. As far as I can tell, is a is it a YouTube program? Yeah, it looks like a YouTube program. They have sponsors mm-hmm. and everything. It's just like a video podcast, but on YouTube. Right. So he does, uh, and he appears to do interviews with various uh, comedians and people in the in the comedy world, and. He had Tim Allen on the show, and you know there are some big takeaways. It's an hour seven minutes. It's pretty long. Uh, you listened to it a while ago. I finally listened to it this week, and then I had to listen uh, to it again because I forgot what they talked about. So you, so you really know. Uh, they talk about a lot. They're pretty economical. Uh, they talk about a lot of things while also at the same time kind of talking about absolutely nothing. Sure. Uh, I felt like when I was done, I did enjoy it. Uh, the biggest takeaway is Norm's 
very strange. He's very out of it. You know, like I don't know. I used to think Norm Macdonald was funny uh, on SNL, and I'm trying to think of a Norm Macdonald movie that I liked. Oh, there's that movie with him and Danny DeVito where they like he like kidnaps somebody's dog. I remember thinking it was alright, but uh, Norm is he's a he's a little older real, now. I still like a, him. He's a real strange bird. I mean, he just is. He's so aloof to the point where he really had difficulty conducting an interview. His questions are things like. Ah, so yeah, you got busted with cocaine once, huh? You know? Like that was actually kind of my favorite part of the interview. But uh, yeah, he, what's he talk about in this? He talks about well, he talks. Uh, his... they, they do everything. Like they start with you know the the politics and religion debate of freedom of speech and kind of the the stuff that happened on Last Man Standing, and they go to that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's really. I feel like he tries to really probe into Tim Allen and make him say things that are very. Yeah, he is baiting him. Yeah, and Tim does not take the bait, though. No, Tim's a, Tim's a smart Tim's guy. Smart. Tim looks very, very cool. Yeah, well, he is very cool. He's got cool. cool glasses on. Just looks very slick. Uh, whereas Norm, you know, his face is all puffy. Norm just looks like a grandpa to me. Yeah, Tim Tim just Tim looks like a cool uncle. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they talk about religion, uh, <laughs> philosophy. That was my least favorite part. Uh, um, he talks a, a bit about, you know, the... Uh, the one guy asked him, "Where do you get your ideas from?" That guy, like, who, how'd you, yeah, how'd you come? the guy, who, like that guy sucks. That guy who's just sitting on the side, he pretty much yeah, just like asked the most question. generic, uh, most generic <laughs> questions possible. That made our interview with Richard Carr look like like Dateline or something. Oh man, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, it was very, uh, yeah. I liked it. Uh, I, I found various aspects. I mean, a lot of it, things I had assumed that, but maybe not necessarily heard articulated. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, you know, his. He talks about you know being in these, doing the Tool Man or being in the Santa Claus movies, and then doing stand up and talking about, as he puts it, his nuts or things like that. And just kind of the dichotomy between what people expect yeah, and what, and what you know, he really actually like. does. He really goes yeah. into more behind the scenes stuff about all the stuff that we've heard about. So if you want to hear more about like the possibility of a home improvement reboot, or he didn't say no, he didn't say no, but he, it seems unlikely. Uh, you know his stand up persona and some of the mm-hmm. stories behind that. Rodney Dangerfield, that was maybe my favorite part. Cause I liked it when they're talking about Rodney Dangerfield doing coke when he was 90. <laughs> I liked it. I liked Dangerfield's joke as he was going into the uh, the operating room or something. He said something about like how serious it was. If it, if it goes well, he'll be out in yeah. three hours. If it goes bad, he'll be out in 20 minutes. Yeah. So he's still <laughs> yeah. making jokes in this life and death scenario. I love it. There's a lot of reverence for Jay uh, Leno. <laughs> Love to talk about Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay's, the, Jay's the best stand-up comedy. Uh, it really was there. all in our wheelhouse. Jay Leno, know, Dangerfield, yeah. all the home improvement stuff. Hey, what's that, Jay? <laughs> you haven't noticed how these guys get together? Yeah, the, they really hold Jay in, in high regard. Uh, now, it's it's more related to stand-up and comedy than it is about uh, about home improvement, though there is some of that. Uh, he shares a charming anecdote about hating kids and uh, <laughs> swearing at children while, <laughs> while in Santa suits while talking about or filming uh, the Santa Claus films so uh, there's that as well but I did enjoy it it was uh, maybe the jokes at the end were not so hot that was not a very interesting segment to yeah, me yeah well that's but, not uh, his fault you know yeah I mean I, he's just I reading off of a cue card that's true he, you know he's doing the best he can I don't know that I wish somebody else would have interviewed him Norm is just yeah I liked it when Tim was like, uh, see, we're in a Red Wings hat. And uh, Norm was like, yeah, Detroit Red Wings. And he's like, yeah, I know where they're from. Why are you wearing it? Like, never got answered. So, yeah, Norm is just a little bit slower nowadays. That's that's what I gained from this. 
Tim's still yeah, on top of his game. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Norm's throwing eighty. Tim's throwing ninety six with a knuckleball as well. So <laughs> if you, it's a good interview. Uh, we'll post it to Twitter. Yeah, when the you probably shouldn't out. watch I, I it if it. you have a gluten free diet, though. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Some of it was real dumb. Yeah, but, I mean, hit or miss, hit or miss. But yeah, there's yeah, good stuff in there, worth watching. Mm-hmm. They did talk about uh, El Camino Christmas, which we're recording today, and it comes out on Netflix today. Yeah, it's probably out as we speak. One of the uh, movies that we we put in our poll on what we could cover this Christmas. Not a Christmas movie, but does have Christmas in the title. So, I mean, he said that in the thing. It got it's got to sort of be a Christmas movie. If it has Christmas in the title, it's a little bit. <laughs> it happens I mean, around Christmas time. That's it. People like are pretty happy to consider. Like people often think they're clever and they say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. So if that's considered a Christmas movie, then El Camino Christmas with it in the title. I think more what be. he means is it's not a children's movie. Yeah, that's true. He's not wearing a Santa suit. You said he dropped an F bomb in the trailer. Yeah, in the trailer. There's there's definitely some language. Wow. Well, I, that that I am excited for. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll have been out for almost a week on Netflix. We may or may not record episode on it depends on how we like it i mean i'm gonna watch it this weekend if it's good i think we will yeah i'll I'll watch it uh in the next week or so so i don't see why not cool 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 all right well let's get into the uh the home improvement episode yeah we'll segue right into episode 71 swing time this one's written by bk taylor last Mm -hmm. last Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the episodes at least lately have been written by multiple people this one just by bk uh, you know, uh, I think there's something to that. I agree. We'll, we'll maybe talk about it at the end. All right. And he last did Twas the Blight Before Christmas. Um, Just a quick thing before we get into it. I was doing some research for the Santa Claus 2, which will come out, I believe, in two Is weeks that that video that you posted? Or, or no, what was video? that the... Remember you did, posted a video on Twitter that was like doing research? For the oh, no, that was for, the, that was for this. Okay. okay. That was for Go the ahead. Tim Sorry. Allen interview. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Uh, I was just going to say that there were something like six or... S- There's like six writers for the Santa Claus, too. And that doesn't bode well for anything. No. Anytime you... You know, like, anything more than, like, two, especially for a sequel, like, you, they have six new writers for the sequel to the Santa Claus, like... Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, that's just that's just a bad sign. I think that's often... Like, even for something like this, I think one, one person writing with one mindset, like, one... It just... It, it's more fluid. Works well, better. and it, you know, during this writing process, it's not like they're not bouncing ideas off of, off of people. There's and, still a writer. Yeah. I mean, there's still a writer's room and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, so yeah, I agree. All right, so aired May fourth, nineteen ninety four. Uh, no plot keywords. There are some goofs and trivia. <laughs> I, I like I like the goof. I was going to bring that up to you. Uh, do we save that or? Let's just let's talk about it when it comes up in the sure. episode, which is pretty early on. Sure. Stupid. So stupid. All right. Do you want to talk about the trivia ahead of time then? Uh, I can just read the trivia. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's interesting. Yeah, I guess, it's. It, I mean, if we're putting it on the scale of some things that we've seen as trivia, it's it's definitely interesting. Tim and Al introduced Pete from K and B Construction. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. There's going to be a K and B appearance here, but. Uh, with reference, with a reference to the times are a changing, one of Bob Dylan's most famous songs, and the actor that plays Pete, Mickey Jones, played drums for Dylan in Europe in 1996, or 1966, um, on tour. He filled in for mm-hmm. some other p- person who had to quit. So, I didn't know that about Mickey Jones playing with Dylan. I didn't know he was a dr- well, I guess it makes sense that he was a drummer, because he was doing some drumming in those i mean he can play the fake drums really well so it stands to reason that he can play the real drums still, with dylan i still and, think and so he on. can do it i still think that was real 
I saw Dylan in concert in 2011, and uh, I wish Mickey would have been there because Dylan, he did not bring the <laughs> He didn't bring it the heat? Very, it was very, very dull. Oh, that's too bad. So, all, right. all right. Alternative title time. I'm sure you've got Sherman. 40. Two, three. I have four, possibly five. One of them is really easy, so I'm only going to use it if I have to. <laughs> okay, um, you go first. So the episode is called Swing Time. My first one is Less Than Less. Hmm. All right, well, mine is less is more. Yeah, that's the one that I was only going to use if you didn't do it. Because uh, I need... It's just so it's, easy. Yeah, low-hanging I, I need. I need to take the bait. Um, Playtime is over. <laughs> All right, this one goes to the All-American Ameri- Reject song. Swing, swing from the tangles of my heart. I thought you were going to say, I'll keep you my dirty little swing set. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Don't tell him. That would have been right. better. Can't take the heat. Stay out of the tub. Mm. I also have a tub. Hot tub flub. Mm-hmm. Last one, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. All right. That's good. I think that's a pretty good addition by us. Yeah, those are considerably better than... <laughs> last week's (laughs) much like this episode so far is going considerably better than last week's Yeah, it's gonna be a theme today so Mm -hmm, uh plot synopsis by the one and only bernie for mother's day tim and the boys plan for a hot tub but they have to remove the swing set jill mentioned that she wants an herb garden when she sees the swing set gone she reminisces how much she enjoyed it tim gets the swing set back spoiler yeah (laughs) boy he doesn't leave anything to the imagination that time (laughs) all right you ready for this yeah i'm ready you want me to start sure you never open so let's open with i never open i always close yeah always be closing abc's okay we open homestead check out the logo that logo i didn't notice it what's it doing (laughs) it has legs and arms it's reclining on the couch just like (laughs) no big deal it's just chilling (laughs) no man it's night i'm tired all right (laughs) Stop, I'm enjoying this. All right, so uh, Jill is researching uh, uh, an article on Finland for her magazine. What is this magazine's <laughs> theme, I'm wondering? <clears throat> you know, what 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 are they covering? What's the scope here? It you know what? Like a... They had to have talked about what the magazine covers before, but I do not remember. I mean, I thought it was like Detroit arts and culture. Like, I'm not sure. Well, maybe they're going to do something about uh, Finnish style. Like, I keep... Oh, we should have done like Finnish line as an as a title mm. like the finish that would have been better Finished opportunity. yeah i mean i don't know it just seemed like that was the first of i guess i didn't have as many questions this episode but i'm just wondering why is she researching yeah it's strange article? also it's funny that she has to do it in a book instead of the internet you know mm, i mean yeah it's not that's how it was Jordan. i know it's just a flashback that's all i'm saying funny as in not like hilarious just odd or i mean i don't i'm not sure like how much you know about this jordan but the internet is not you know, it hasn't been around forever, so, like, it's a relatively new thing. So, people before, like, I would say, like, 2000, you know, a lot of the time they were they were not able to use the internet because wow. it didn't exist. See, so, yeah. you know, for our 19-year-old listeners, the ones that mm-hmm. we target so much, <laughs> that, that would be yeah. helpful for them. Yeah. All right. So, uh, this is, uh, she t- she's talking about Finland. and uh, <laughs> Tim starts out is, pretty hot, you know, checking out the beauties in the Finland. Yeah, he's talking about those Finnish babes. Um, and, I don't know, there's some line about beating themselves gently with leafy birch branches. Which to dry is themselves why I, off. Yeah, why I related that to you in the beginning. Uh, they The conversation, there's a hot tub in the... Uh, 
<laughs> in the magazine or in the book she's reading. And this is Jordan. We should talk about this this major faux pas they made. Do you want to do you want to introduce this, this alleged goof that someone put All on right. my? Uh, Jill says that hot tubs are extremely popular in Finland. They were invented in the U.S. in the 1940s and still remain unknown to the rest of the world, including Finland. I find that really, uh, really I hard mean, to like, believe. That seemed one. It's hard to believe too. Like according to according to whom? Like that's kind of debatable, right? Like what does it mean to say that something is like unknown? Like how does this person know? <laughs> I just it seems hard to believe that like people in Finland or the rest of the world have no idea what a hot tub is. You know, in 1940s and uh, 2017, that's uh, you know like 80 years almost. Are you trying to tell like the is it like a secret we're trying to keep from everybody else? I... <laughs> it's a weird secret. I'm I'm thinking of like the baths that they used to have in ancient Rome or stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe just like the propulsion jacuzzi type hot tub is unknown to the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Get a life. Like you're, just like do do anything else. Run a marathon. Donate to charity. Go for a walk. Like before you. Well, post that. that was a major goof, and I'm glad we talked about it. I mean, it. yeah, it's good to. It is good to. Like you got to put BK on blast when he does something, you know, like this where he screws up so it's colossally. Insane. Back to the episode. Uh, so they talk about hot tubs, and and Tim just kind of assumes that because Jill mentioned it once that she must want one for Mother's she Day. She says it's romantic, so that was enough for him. Big Mother's Day gift though, like that's, I don't know, I mean, I know that you didn't even buy your mom gifts for Christmas or her birthday, <laughs> uh, we talked about it a long time ago, so I cannot imagine you getting her a, uh, <laughs> a jacuzzi or a hot tub for Mother's Day, but uh, he goes to the side yard with the boys and they kind of talk in secret, uh, and you know, he says, there's some, there's some jokes or whatever about what he's going to get to go to Finland, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, he reveals that he's going to, he's going to put in a hot tub there in the side yard and, uh, he wants to know if he can get rid of the swing set. Do you guys still use it? Yeah. We, we tie up Mark on it. Mm. Roll, so roll credits. <laughs> roll credits fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> roll credits fade to open. All right. On tool time, uh, they're going to talk about construction workers and the stereotypes that go with them. Mm-hmm. And you know who's a construction worker that they could bring on? Mm, I mean, there's Dwayne, Pete, Rock, uh, the black guy they brought in one episode. I don't know. One of the four. <laughs> they just bring in one. Okay. They bring I mean, in Pete. It's got to be Pete. They got to bring in Pete. Uh, I do notice that he's solo, but there's a ton of other like constru- construction workers in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering where the other KB boys are. I mean, you know, it's really about time that they got to this though, because like Pete's the best one, so why not just have Pete? I mean, Dwayne's okay, but like Pete's the star, so you know they just trimmed drop, the fat. Drop the fluff. All right, so drop the fluff. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> that one's it's a new, new one. one for me. Just coined it. Home and uh, podcast T-shirt. Drop the fluff. <laughs> All right, uh, so <laughs> they they talk about stereotypes with Pete. Pete says, you know, things are changing, including if if a hot rivet now drops down his shirt, he's not afraid to cry. I don't so. know. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. What they're doing <laughs> is it's they're you know it's like construction work. It, they're playing on like women of the nineties, sure, uh, and like construction workers in the nineties. They're drawing parallels. It's okay. It's okay. They're it's respectful, some- at least. <laughs> for a little bit. For I mean, uh, we'll talk about it. Keep going. Everyone's respectful except for Tim. So yeah, uh, yeah. they say you know one of the the biggest stereotypes is the hooting and hollering mm-hmm. of construction workers at every mm-hmm. every attractive woman that goes past. 
And Pete says their foreman, Les, would not go for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And Les is in the crowd, so they bring him or her down. Tim thinks it's a him. It actually is a her. So this what? Su- Record yeah. scratch. Uh, Tim, Tim is surprised by this. And then the rest of the episode, Tim goes on to be a Archie Bunker type, mm. like misogynist yeah uh, the one thing i would say about it though is like the joke's kind of on tim in this scene oh yeah you know? i mean and that's kind of the thing about archie yeah. bunker right that i mean I'll, you'll have to ask my dad about that <laughs> i've not watched a lot of all in the family but uh in this like yeah he's being like stupid and sexist and misogynistic and all that stuff but like yeah. everybody knows he's dumb the show knows he's dumb and he and know, they use spo- it as a spoiler, great spoiler alert. He loses. He uh, loses. Think, so yeah. Let so me... it's hard. Basically, Tim goes in and falls into all the stereotypes. He says, you know, is it hard to get the boys to listen to you? And she just acts like, no, that's a stupid yeah. question. Um, he says that she's the best looking one in overalls, and she just says, no, that's Pete. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, she's a babe. You know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, we're talking about Victoria Principal. Uh, best known for her role as Pamela Barnes Ewing on Dallas. Oh yeah, for nine years. Did you ever watch Dallas? I did not, but my I think my mom loved I think it. Everybody's or, parents. I yeah. mean, Jordan, who shot Jr. That's what I always wonder. Uh, uh, Two hundred fifty-one. Two hundred fifty-one episodes of Dallas. Uh, I thought you were going to say Home Improvement. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's in all of the episodes of Home Improvement and then some. Uh, <laughs> she's also, I mean, that's her biggest thing. I would say. Yeah, for sure. There, let me see if there's any. She's in the the TV show Providence, which often pops up on uh, Home Improvement IMDb credits. Uh, the Life and Times of... It's cut off. Uh, Vigilante <laughs> Force Earthquake. She last appeared in a TV series called Titans. Um, but yeah, Victoria Principal, Dallas. Nominated for two Golden Globes. Nice. Never won one. Mm. She didn't win for, the, for this performance? Come on. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's a shame. She was born in uh, Fukunawa, Japan. Wow. That's a lot. Just a lot going on in her I life. I know. Uh, All right. So there's that. That's yeah. It. And back to the episode, what she's going to be doing here, uh, basically Pete says that no one knows more about tools than Les. And Tim gets a little feisty. You know, he's like, really? More than me? Come on. I'm the, to- I'm the tool man. Yeah. And Al, he loved, He really sees this opportunity and says, you heard him. And Al is like egging him on. And so we have another competition. This time, no Bob Vila, but Tim is I still... I mean, Bob Vila's coming at the end of this season. <laughs> so it's This fine. is really a prelude, getting we'll, Tim we'll get warmed the, up. This is, better, this is better than Bob Vila. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's what's going to happen this episode. We're going to see that. But for now, we're going to go outside at home late mm-hmm. at night. We learn later in the scene that it is midnight. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I mean, do the boys have school tomorrow? The boys have know. school tomorrow. The boys filled in the hole, and Tim just kind of, like, watched. <laughs> That's it's what it looks so like to me. Too. I was just like, it just is very strange. It's like they, it's like they were, like, robbing a grave or something. They just had shovels, and it was pitch black. I don't know. <laughs> so Al is going to bring the tub. Uh, they're doing it's all the... It's pretty heavy, though. How's he going to bring the tub Well, on his own? he's got his mom with him, so... Oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, Jill comes out, wants to know what's going on. She is tired because it's midnight, so she's playing that pretty well. Uh, (laughs) She's drowsy. It's hard to act tired. (laughs) She's tired a lot in this episode. She is. It's very late. Uh, They all had... Basically, Tim's excuse. I did like this. It's a great line. It's It's a great great line. line. They all had problems that they needed Wilson's help with. They're just waiting for Wilson to wake up. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. It's good. Uh, Jill makes the kids go in, and she says she knows what's going on. She's so happy because uh, 
you know, Tim listened to her. He, mm-hmm. She's excited to get her herb garden. She's always wanted to grow her own basil, and I think we all have at is, some point. Basil in our life. is like code for weed, though, right? <laughs> like she just she's that's what they're doing. You know, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, but wow. Wilson's got the bong next door, and now she wants him to put in a you know in air quotes herb garden no wonder know. they make all of those things with like basil like basil pie and basil yeah, butter yeah. and all that stuff yeah Jeez. man totally i think i'm <laughs> on to something you would know all yeah. right so jill <laughs> all right jill notices the swing set is gone where her new herb garden is gonna go uh tim apparently gave it to pete for his kid and jill starts reminiscing just like bernie said she would and she's a little sad. She she thinks about the, all of the swinging that was done in the, sing, the swing set, which we never saw. Uh, apparently, I mean, I've seen them on it before. I think they moved it. It used to be in a different spot. It did used to be in a different spot. Yeah. Uh, they used to measure their height, you know, just like every little kid did. And uh, Tim was always the tallest, so that's another li- another line there. <laughs> where, right, yeah. Uh, and Jill leaves, and we get the, maybe the earliest Wilson. Jill's scene like we've really had. sad. It's kind of crazy sad. how sad she is. Yeah. She's, I mean, she just can't think of this house without this swing set. And all of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah. So, I don't know. She's going to have to deal with that future. But Wilson uh, comes out, and Jill leaves. Wilson, can we talk about how Wilson's outside at midnight shaking maracas? Tim's upset about it, and yeah, he has every right to be. It's a little bit late to be you know, <laughs> doing that kind of nonsense. Yeah, let's play the clip before we talk too much about it. Show, show, show. Wilson, what are you doing? Hi, ho, Tim. I'm just testing my maracas. Usually when I have mine tested, the doctor makes me turn my head and cough. (laughs) No, 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 Tim. These are hand-carved maracas made from hollowed-out gourds. I'm using them to practice the national dance of Venezuela, the Oropo. At midnight? Is it really that late? Well, it just shows you time flies when you're dancing the Heropo. <laughs> well, can you keep it down? Tim, have you got a problem? I'm just mad at myself. I thought I had the perfect Mother's Day gift for Jill, but I don't. Now I got a flatbed truck coming over with Al and his mom with a hot tub on it. Well, the worst thing is, it gave away the swing set and it... It looked like it meant a lot to Jill. Well, I remember when you built that swing set, Tim. It was 14 years ago. You just moved in. I'd never seen anyone attach an outboard motor to a swing before. (laughs) The swing set was the first thing I made for my boys, you know? I picked out the best redwood for that. Had six coats of sealer on there. I worked night and day on that thing. Sounds like it meant an awful lot to you, too, Tim. Yeah, I remember the day Brad was born. I had the swing set all set up so he could use it when he got home. (laughs) Babies, who knew they couldn't sit up? (laughs) All right, so Wilson's shaking his maracas. It's midnight. He's practicing the National Venezuelan dance. Uh, But Tim's not happy about this dance at this time. He's testy. And not so much about the maracas as uh, he's lamenting that he sucks at giving gifts. And... um, you know, he had this problem last episode when he wanted to give a gift to all of the audience members of Tool Time. And he ends up coming with something from the heart, and he might do that here, but 
uh, you know, he, he's kind of thinking, you know, I have this great gift in this hot tub, but I, I heard about for 30 seconds and, and he learns that he wasn't listening at all. And now the swing set is a problem. He's Apparently, being pretty, he's being like pretty hard on himself. He is. And I also you know, found it weird like that like, to know that like that she was going to react that way. So I don't really think it's his fault. But. I like that everyone knows exactly like when the swing set was built, and they all have fond <laughs> memories of it. Because <laughs> Wilson talks about like the day that it was built. Uh, and stuff. Yeah, I remember the day you put it in. Yeah, it's like when John Benford was like revisionist <laughs> history. John Benford all of a sudden is like the best person in the world. When the, after he dies, the like swing, the swing set, set is like a monument, a holds supreme importance to the Taylors and everyone in the neighborhood. Yeah. Sure did. It was a place everyone came to play. Uh, Al comes through the side yard at the end here, and uh, the plan is scrapped. But I like the idea that Al comes through the side yard with like his or his uh, flashlight or whatever. He's like yeah. sneaking through at night, but. We what do you like about that? I just think it's funny. I think it's funny him like sneaking through the side yard. Like he's. I hope they can return that hot tub because that was probably expensive. I hope it's not filled with water because then it would be very heavy. I don't think that's how it works. But... <laughs> All right, next scene. So uh, presumably the next day, we learn that uh, Tim's going to try to get the swing set back. He, he gave it to uh, he gave it to Pete, little uh, Pete, Pete and little Pete, and uh, Ra- rapper little them. Pete. Is that a rapper? No, I just think it sounds like a rapper. Little, little, little Romeo, little Bow Wow, uh, little Pete. Why not? Little, <laughs> little Romeo, little Bow Wow, little. Oh, there's more. Oh, Lil there's Kim. a million. Little Kim. Sure. Little. Who's your mm. favorite little? Uh, oh, little Wayne. Oh, little Wayne. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Who's who is my favorite of those ones? Probably Lil Wayne, I guess. I mean, I don't Lil, really like any of them that much. <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I think that's a new rapper that I've heard of before, but... I mean, all all the kids at school like Cardi B. Do you know who Cardi B is? No, now I'm old. It's like, old. A Nicki, like a Nicki Minaj type, I guess. Um, Great. I thought Nicki Minaj was new, but apparently I'm so old. All right, so (laughs) I think there also was a lot of like young, like young thug and young young Jeezy. Yeah, I think maybe I think maybe you've got a nice pull on your hands. Uh, What would that be? (laughs) Your favorite little, just like you did. uh, I bet bet our listeners love rap. Just like your favorite, your favorite Michael that you'd be excited to meet. Well, that's a personal pull. That I happen to use our our larger podcast feed to uh, get more votes. Talk about collusion. I tell you what, I know I'm in trouble. All right, back to uh, Pete and Pete, the adventures of. So, you know, they're just, they're continually ignoring the fact that Pete supposedly lives in Bay City, which is, (laughs) I mean, hour and a half? At least. At least, right? So he's just zooming back and forth for the show. He's coming over, like, his home improvement put... Uh, rather tool time like putting him up in a hotel when he comes or you know i don't i guess we've never found out exactly where they record home improvement or tool time i guess so maybe they have like a middle office in flint so it's halfway i mean that's still like what an hour it'd be like bay city it'd be like 45 minutes far enough all right (laughs) so uh pete and peter there did you recognize little pete i did not i did not okay so what's little uh, pete from little pete do you do you not know no i'm very teaming up I'm teeing you up, but I also don't know. Wow. Okay, both. So, Lil Pete is uh, Drake Bell of Drake and Josh fame. Oh, wow. See, yeah. I never really watched that show. So. Oh, really? I liked it. It was uh, it was on Nickelodeon. I and, thought it was uh, Disney, but... Nope. 
Nope, you are See, wrong. I guess I didn't watch it. Drake and Josh uh, ran from 2004-2007, 59 episodes. He played Drake Parker. Good show. Funny show. Um, really, only vo- three years, huh? I know. I felt like it was longer. A lot of voice work. Um, he played like a little kid in a lot of movies. He was in High Fidelity. Uh, he was in an episode of Seinfeld, the one, the Frogger episode, where George has to get the Frogger <laughs> machine across the street. The Drew Carey show. Jerry Maguire. Oh, man. Jerry Maguire. This is his uh, first credit. I'll be. Wow. Interesting. Um, what else has he done recently? 89 credits to his name. He's done a lot this year. Really? Uh, yeah. Staying like busy. One, two, three, four. Yeah. I mean, not anything. Not necessarily notable I mean, things that you would but, have heard you know, of, but he's staying busy. He's getting... It's good to work. Getting them paychecks. Cashing them checks. Um, so yeah, he's good. There's been a falling <laughs> out. There was a falling out between Drake and Josh recently. That's what I thought. Because I, thought I, um, I think Josh didn't invite Drake to his wedding, and Drake took to Twitter Whoa. and was like pretty mad. It's always good when you take to Twitter. Yeah, take to Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost it's almost like it's it's a calculated move at that point. But uh, you know, good to have Drake on the scene, and he delivers a, a very good child performance here. Um, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they're playing this one up, you know, on purpose, where like everything is a dig at Tim. Like he wants to take the swing set back, but. Little Pete is really just playing he's so sweet. like yeah the sweet card where he's like I thanks for the thanks for the cookies Mr. Mr. T- Taylor Mr. Cute Mr. Tool Man I really love the swing set it's fantastic I didn't he didn't I didn't catch the list that you're giving him but uh, that's just because his teeth aren't developed properly yet yeah uh, totally um, <laughs> but yeah the, uh, basically yeah he he's trying to subtly come up with a way to get the swing set back the problem is Little Pete loves it Little Pete's mom. Uh, <laughs> Little Pete's had it rough. Little, Pete, Little Pete's mom ran off. Uh, she said she's going to the supermarket with nine uh, things of luggage. Nine. What are they? Yeah. What's the what's the word? Suitcases, maybe. Suitcase. Things of luggage. Yes. Holy crap. Yes, yes, yes. Nine <laughs> things of luggage. Uh, and uh, he's been neither happy nor has he been lucky. But uh, you know, Today, Tim eventually is able to get to able to convince him. Tim says he's going to build him a brand new swing set, and Pete just keeps upping the ante. He says with a teeter totter, with a sandbox, with a treehouse. That and, one uh, pushes Tim over the edge. Yeah, but, but he's got to do it. He's got to do it. He has no choice now. So Tim's got some work to do. That's pretty cool that he can build that. Mm-hmm. I think I think the, our audience knows that we would fail miserably at building <laughs> even a sandbox. Probably. Uh, I could do that. You think so? Yeah, all you gotta do is. Uh, <laughs> it's like four boards together. Pretty easy. Sounds like we've got another episode of uh, recording to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, little Pete, he he gets what he wants. I think little Pete knows how to play Tim here. I think little Pete's a little bit like Columbo in that he's <laughs> a little smart. And he's letting on, and he's always wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> little Pete is like little Pete. Just yeah, just one more, one more question. Yeah, just one more thing before you go. <laughs> Oh, man, that's fantastic. All right, uh, so back on Tool Time, the long-awaited competition, the Tool Bowl, uh, has been set up for Les and Tim. It looks a little bit like the old Jeopardy, where they yeah, had exactly my note. Yeah. light-up signs and stuff. Our favorite game show of all time. Uh, they went all out for this. I thought they were out of the, like their budget or whatever, but apparently they've got some new signage, yeah, money for a board, I, I lights and sound. Well. It must be... Uh, Bill Davidson gave him some more money. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Not, not Wes, Bill. Yeah, Pistons owner. Yeah. Uh, Al is going to be the judge and moderator, and Heidi is going to hand him cards from one foot away. 
It's almost so I, like they don't know what to do with Heidi, and they yeah. have to force her into episodes. <laughs> everybody's got everybody's got a role here. Uh, Les brings they bring out Les, and she comes out like swinging. She's got some burns for Tim, and Tim can't handle it. Basically, he he, he just can't handle it. She's she's playing mind games as well as tool games. I mean, she's and so cocky. Maybe love- she- She's going to have a party after she wins, and she's already got food planned. And it's like, we learn later on, it is like a pretty serious party. Cappuccino machine, wings with dipping sauces. Whoa. I guess we didn't mention this earlier, too. Elle is really into Les. And yeah, what up with Eileen, though? You know? I know, that's what I'm wondering. But in this in this uh, scene, she winks at Elle, so I guess Les is a little bit into Elle as well. I mean, I'd love to ask uh, the actress that plays Eileen, since... <laughs> since uh, she agreed to an interview a long time ago and i haven't heard back but uh you know maybe we'll get her maybe we'll get her sometime um, we'll just ask benny see if he has any he's available <laughs> all right so uh, we should interview benny about just the time he was in the <laughs> locker <laughs> so we can't talk about anything beyond that oh man so uh they start the game show and uh for, they've got like four categories the i scene, guess this scene kind of sucks to be honest like it's really long it's just, like, boring. It's not that funny. Yeah, yeah they talk about epoxy putty, and bas- the gist of this is Les knows her stuff. She gives really, really detailed answers. Uh, Tim <sighs> gets a question. It's con- not very convincing. It's dialogue. just... A- like, m- maybe it's the dialogue, but she's not very convincing talking technical stuff, I didn't think. Well, that's because you just knew her from Dallas. <laughs> Love Dallas. <laughs> I just wonder the whole time, did she shoot JR? <laughs> yeah, she did. Okay. She was thinking about it the whole time. You can tell that she's calculating by this this episode right here. So uh, Tim gets a, a question. He's close, but he's wrong. And uh, Tim is frustrated at this point, and he moves on to the bonus round, which Al doesn't know about. I don't know how he didn't, because it's just like sitting right on the side of the stage. So, yeah. But it, it's there. Uh, it's basically a practical exam where they're going to screw in a bunch of screws, um, see who does it the fastest, and they they get a bunch of electrical screw guns out, Les picks her weapon, Tim picks a weapon that is not available to anyone else, and it's a engine-based, I don't know, it has a gas engine, I guess, and uh, you know where this is going, there's, there's not any mystery here, but he's cocky, he gives her a head start, and she does well, but he comes over and blows through the wall. And uh, yeah, ultimately, the person who pulled the trigger was revealed to be Christian Shepard in Who Done It episode, which aired on November twenty first, nineteen eighty. Uh, Kristen was Jr.'s scheming sister in law and mistress who shot him in a fit of anger. So, <laughs> has a whole Wikipedia page. Sorry, why didn't I was uh, for that? So. And less wins. Yeah, less wins. Uh, we all we all win. Wow. And uh, in terms of Jr. Wow, I mean, a whole Wikipedia page. Can you believe it? It's... What a mi- what a mystery, you know. And if you like mysteries like Dallas, like that kind of a thing where there's a bunch of suspense and nobody knows what's going to happen, yeah. we've got a, a great opportunity for you because you can go to Audible, can't they, Adam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, novelization of Dallas. <laughs> I was thinking more of some like Agatha Christie, maybe Sherlock Holmes, something like that. Even yeah even more contemporary like a uh a gillian flynn gone girl type or uh robert uh, galbraith maybe who's he it's actually uh jk rowling's pseudonym for her mystery adult mystery novels she kind of sucks no honest. those are good she, she's annoying have you have you read any of those the robert galbraith novels? if it's not harry potter you're not interested and she wrote it i'm probably not interested i have casual vacancy here uh seems not that good you should you should read at least one of the Robert Robert Gal. Why why is she why does she use pseudonym if like 
everybody knows it's her anyways. That's annoying. Well, because everyone will see her name and think, oh, this is like a book for kids about magic. And that's not There's what no wants. magic in these books? It's like a, a detective... Uh, okay, but he does magic. Like, he's a magic detective. No, there's he no magic. A, there's no he, magic. He, okay, I mean, not a lot of magic, but he has, like, a wand. And, <laughs> no. like, he gets people to confess to... He does have a trench like, coat, tricks. kind of like Columbo. Okay, so he is a magic Columbo, and he's like, Yeah, well, can I ask you uh, one more question here? Just one more thing. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like Jay Leno more than Columbo. Yeah, well, there are various shades of gray that exist and speaking of 50 shades of gray uh, yeah, it's also available on audible trial uh so if you want to get a free audiobook download and yeah, a 30 I'm day recommending, free trial, i'm recommending novelization of dallas <laughs> you're recommending uh robert galbraith uh, is what i'm robert galbraith harry potter harry potter all grown up as a detective is another <laughs> option as well um there's a it, lot of really good options you definitely and made I, a good yeah. case for pseudonyms right now I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to take advantage of this great promotion and support the show, uh, the Home and mm-hmm. Podcast, you can go to audibletrial.com slash Home and Podcast. Totally. That's audibletrial.com slash Home and Podcast. Mm-hmm. Back to the episode. So <laughs> where are we at here? At yeah. home, 6 a.m. Sunday morning. We're about done. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a nice final scene here. I'll just wrap it up for Well, there's us. two scenes left. Is that right? Well, I don't know that I saw the last one then. <laughs> so you can cover that one. Early in the morning. Tim's been working all night. He Jill, again, is very tired, and she is... When does Tim sleep? Jill requires a lot of sleep, because she just... I mean, I think this has... You know, I mentioned earlier about the herb garden. You know, such, <laughs> such substances are apt to make someone lazy, and Jill comes down and... I don't know, she has a look of a Chiba hawk in her eyes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so she emerges down the stairs. Tim takes her outside. Uh, she expects to see an herb garden, but what she instead sees is a beautiful gazebo. Jordan, I know you always have loved a gazebo. Boy, um, I love a gazebo. And they've planted basil all around it. Hanging uh, basil plants. Yeah, hanging basil plants. Huh? Okay. What's, what do you uh, see upon closer inspection, though? Well, the initials, the boys' initials are, are in the wood, and huh. come to find out, and I actually knew, figured he did this right away. I don't know why it took her so long to figure it out. I well, because she's apparently gotten into the basil plants. She's exhausted, and uh, her Chiba Hawk sensory has got her all screwed up. She is touched by the fact that Tim was able to get the swing set back, and he's turned it into a gazebo overnight, presumably. Tim is inept most of the time, but, man, he can really pull off some... Stuff in the middle of the night on, on, on a deadline. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's been hammering all night right outside their window, and she didn't wake up. But, no one uh, was the wiser. It looks great. She's happy. She's touched. They grow up so darn fast. Mm. I thought this was the end of the episode. You're telling me it's not. So, what, what comes after this? Yeah, there is a nice moment where Tim also carved a heart with their initials in it. That's, really nice. That's new. Uh, yeah. There is one more scene, and it's a really good scene. So we go inside, apparently later that morning. There is... Uh, there, it's Mother's Day. I'm guessing it's Mother's Day at this point. And they're all serving Jill. So Mark comes out and serves her a basil omelet. Doesn't sound too bad. Brad comes out and serves her basil... A basil omelet? Yeah. Mm, okay. Basil butter. Wow. And then Randy oh. comes... I see. What, oh, it's basil everything. <laughs> yeah, Randy comes out and serves basil juice. Tim gives oh. her a basil gre- cream pie. And she ends the episode by saying she should have asked about, or should have asked for diamonds. She should have asked for diamonds? So, so everything would be made pie. of diamonds. Diamond juice? 
Or like, what is that? That's a great end to the episode right there. Shoot, that doesn't even make sense. There's a couple outtakes after that. Where are they? Uh, one is when Al comes through the yard and he completely messes it up, I guess. And then another one is Pete calls Tim Pete. So that's that's good, funny. Good stuff. If, if Richard Kind was in the new uh, Netflix movie, it could be called Al Camino Christmas. Oh man, what a mistake! Missed the opportunity. They should have them both in it. Yeah. I think. Okay, uh, it's fade to black. Swing time. Baby. Swing time. Highs and lows. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Please. Uh, definitely, you know, we talk about this a lot of times where, like, the previous episode colors our judgment of the, the current episode, but... Yeah, I think this one was would have been good regardless. A little bit better, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they, they kind of, they play the misogynist role for Tim, but they also use it as, like, you know, a way to prove him wrong, so that's... It doesn't bother me when they do that as long as, like, at the end, it, it's, like, he's an idiot and we, we're all laughing at we're laughing at yeah. him not with him i'm okay yeah. with that yeah exactly uh a couple of a couple of good lines like the the line where they all had problems that they needed wilson's help with stuff like that yeah um just made more sense to me than the last episode that we had uh lowe's i don't know i guess i didn't really like all the basil food but i really didn't understand that basil was a metaphor for weed the whole time so that really just brought the whole episode to a new level for me it's that sweet sweet kush baby <laughs> so so uh you know i like the the scene with little pete i thought that was that was a good good i mean little pete plays well but they also play the scene pretty well where he's just you know wants more and more and more and and ups the ante and all that stuff so just a, a decent episode not like one of the best ones but middle of the road for me yeah well in the final scene of the 1978 80 season jr ewing hears a noise outside his office he walks out to the corridor to look and is shot twice by an unseen assailant the episode titled The House Divided was broadcast on March 21st, 1980, my birthday. It was written by Rena Down and directed by Leonard Katzman. Viewers had to wait all summer to learn whether J.R. would survive and which of his many enemies was responsible. I don't think you need to say one more word about your highs and lows. I like this episode. Maybe it is because we haven't watched a, a very good episode in a while, but I thought it was funny. We like haven't said, watched it, an episode in a while besides the last one. So. I know. Yeah, you're right. But that was so bad that it made me... <laughs> want to not do the podcast anymore. You wanted to quit. You kept texting me like, anytime, hey, let's quit. Anytime we watch a bad episode, I'm pretty much ready to bow out. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> Not really, though. I mean, sort of, sort of not. But it's a good episode. It's funny. Uh, I liked the premise. It was uh, sentimental. I liked the ending. Yeah, it's just funny. Good. You know, Les is a good character. The competition wasn't that interesting, but I, I like what they did there. Lil Pete, uh, you know, he just stepped up to the plate, knocked one out of the friggin' park, and um, <laughs> it's funny. I liked it. It's it's simple, but it's good. Simple uh, yet satisfying. Hakuna Matata. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and I like to have him Pete Vilker in the fold. So mm. that's it. Good one. I would say uh, above average. Above average. Okay. All right. Six, well, 6.5 out of 10. So you said 6.5? Yeah. Maybe seven. I was I was gonna say around seven myself. Wonder why so. we didn't ever decide to like numerically like rate these. Huh? Because everyone else does it. Yeah, I mean everybody uses numbers to rank things, so. So we, we might gotta, as well not. Yeah, we might as well not. All right, got episode. Uh, what's what's next, Jordan? Well, let's uh, roll into Sean's social media roundup. If you want to reach out to us, let us know your thoughts on Swing Time or the upcoming Santa Claus episode. 
Or maybe you've got some thoughts on Jungle to Jungle. I mean, who doesn't? You well, can reach out. I don't want to hear those anymore. Just, just Santa Claus, too. <laughs> you've, okay. you've moved on. All right. Yeah. So reach out to us at thehomeandpodcast.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Home and Podcast. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Home and Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so uh, at our Audible link, audibletrial.com slash Home and Podcast, or you can donate as little as $1 a month directly to us. Well, indirectly through Patreon. Uh, at patreon.com slash home and podcast. Adam, Twitter? Yeah. What about it? Do you like Twitter? <laughs> I love it, yeah. All right, so <laughs> poll <clears throat> last week, simple, satisfying, just like this episode. <laughs> Do you like Tim with a beard? 12 votes, 33% said no, 67% said yes. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I voted yes. I, I, it, was, it looked good. Uh, otherwise... Uh, I retweeted this. Richard Karn. He's going to be in a uh, Lifetime movie called Christmas in Mississippi. It looks gall darn good. December 9th. Uh, I did not watch the trailer. I do not have Lifetime. Support Richard. Uh, He was nice enough to come on the show. I'd like to see this. I wish that that I could watch it. Mm. Uh, December 9th. That's pretty... What is that? Like Sunday? That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wow. (laughs) All right. So cool. So Tim... And also, you know, El Camino Christmas debuts today. So Tim and uh, Al both have uh, Christmas movies debuting around the same time. So that's fun. Um, Yeah. Additionally, like I said, or you said, send us your Santa Claus 2 related questions or comments. Uh, I'd like to get more. We've got one so far. Yeah. Uh, We want to have a full mailbag. I'd like to have like three or four if possible. Yeah. Discuss it. Um, I continue to wish that this movie wouldn't have won the poll... Uh, I remember seeing it in theaters, and I think it's bad. So maybe I'll be proven wrong. But uh, you did we, text me, and you you were like, "Is this movie bad?" And I I didn't really remember. I've maybe yeah, only seen really it good, once. You had a really good response where you're like, "Probably." <laughs> like, All right. Hey, I don't want to give out bad facts. I've only seen it once, and it's been a while, or maybe Yay. maybe twice. Just spotty. There- there's enough fake news out there, so we we're know. not gonna contribute to that. That's not what so, we're about. Yeah, uh, that will be next week's episode. That's what we're recording. Two parter. Uh, one of them is going to debut the twentieth. The other one, Jordan, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Which is it? It's gonna be either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. We want to get. Vote. I vote Christmas Eve. Mm. All right. Well, you do all the editing, so I guess you can get it done. Yeah. Well, just send it along. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, look forward to that and give us your questions. Adam, we don't have a mailbag segment today, but we do have a new iTunes review. So yeah. I, I think we should read that. I agree. All right. So this one is by T800. Terminator. Terminator. All right. And it's titled, well, first of all, it's five stars because, I mean, what else would you do? Why bother? Otherwise, yeah. you know. <laughs> this podcast will change your life. And he said, T80 says, or T800, sorry, says, Philip Roth once said, it's just practically humanly impossible for anyone to be as stupid as you think I am. On a related note, this is a nice podcast. So not only is it a good good review for us, but Mm -hmm. a a great quote as well. Yeah, Philip Roth from Portnoy's Complaint, uh, one of the 100 greatest American texts of all time, per most lists, so something to check out. Thanks, uh, T800, for the uh, iTunes review. Uh, mm. And, so. yeah, leave us reviews, too, guys. If you haven't done yeah. so yet, it's so easy. It's really easy. We're, we're, we don't have as many as we should. Uh, the ratio mm-hmm. of downloads to iTunes reviews is paltry, so it would be nice to get a couple more. <laughs> Thank you. And you know what? It helps other people find us. So if you want to support the show and you don't feel like giving us money, that is the best way you can do it. 
Yeah, money's also like real good though. So either one, is <laughs> fan- either one's really good. You're uh, a real once we start, once we start JR cast, uh, oh man, I can probably get more money. Just only about the episode. Of you JR know, every time shot. you talk about naming a new podcast, you just have to put cast in the name. You don't even have a choice. Home and podcast. I'm the one that came up with home and podcast as a title. So I mean, I think I'm pretty good at titling things. <laughs> and danger cast. You just danger have to cast. Put- JR cast. Uh. Yeah, I mean the best podcasts either have pod or cast in the title. Yeah, serial Ours has both. Serial has it in there. It's called. It's called. No, whatever. <laughs> Never mind. Adam, it's your turn for the question of the week. All right, we're going long here. Question of the week. Okay, Jordan. Per one hundred and one fun and interesting questions to perk up boring gatherings. I'm going to ask you question number twenty three. Twenty three. Michael also, Jordan. Of course, Michael Jordan. Yep. Good. All right, so if you could live in any TV home, what would it be? Oh. It's actually not a bad question. It'd be better if we had more time to prepare. Um, Yeah, it is a good question. But what TV homes stand out to you in in terms of being memorable? Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's hard. (laughs) Perhaps perhaps we should table this. No, I like like the question. A lot of the TV shows that I have watched lately, they don't spend a lot of time in home. Yeah. Like uh, Parks and Rec or The Office or <sighs> trying to think of my favorite shows and then like Seinfeld. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Designated Survivor because it's the White House. No, um, uh, I haven't watched. I actually haven't watched that at all this season. I kind of gave up on I, it. I heard it switch showrunners like five times and really that it became an inconsistent in tone because when you have five different people run a show over or the course write of an episode, sh- yeah, exactly right. So <laughs> I, I have an answer. Uh, yeah, you go thinking. first. I was, I mean, this, I'm sure that there are better answers than this, but in terms of, like, I always thought that the, like, the apartment on New Girl was very, very cool. Mm, it's it's very, very modern. It's very modern and big, lots of brick, uh, sizable, lots of rooms. I think they have urinals in the bathroom. Obviously, <laughs> very, very cool. That appeals to you. That appeals to me. I love urinals. Um, so that's one that comes to mind. In terms of, like, other I'm trying to think when I was younger, like, what... There, there must have been like cool houses or like kids with cool bedrooms. Like the apartment in Seinfeld, nothing, not, nothing to write home about. Although you are in New York, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Hmm. Or home like improvement, home improvement house. Like the boys have a, a the nice boys house. have a really cool bedroom. Yeah. If you I mean, want space, though, if you want, if if you need space to roam, uh, yeah. you could have your own baseball field if you want. I'm thinking the house on Smallville. Okay, you have to tell me about that. Well, they live on a farm, so okay, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done there, but you uh-huh. know, you, you got you got all the space that you could possibly need. You got a big barn that maybe you could turn into a full court basketball court. Yeah, and then just a nice homestead. Right. So yeah. that's that's good. Okay. On, on the opposite end of the spectrum, maybe the Friends uh, apartments. They've got ooh, a, that's pretty good. They've got big apartments in New York. Shocking. Way, I mean, it's rent controlled. Yeah, I mean, explain on the show. So <laughs> that's the only way to explain it because they yeah. don't make enough money. No. Everybody besides Ross, who lives by himself, and uh, Chandler, who has a data job. Yeah, and then Ross moves into that apartment across the street, and even that's nice. So yeah. they just have they have good apartments, but uh, the primary apartment in Friends. You're right. That is that is a good one. I'm just trying to think. I wish I could think more of like houses or homes that are cool but like how, like uh, the pokemon house uh, again you're these are references I just <laughs> they don't not. spend a lot of time there but yeah. it, seems, it seems like a nice house well i'm sure there are better answers and i wish i could come up with them but uh that's gonna have to suffice for today so <laughs> hey you know what it could have been worse could have been worse all right well uh jordan next couple of weeks we'll be covering uh, the santa, the santa claus, claus 2. 2 
It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. After that, it's going to be what you see is what you get. And we're getting close to the end of season three. Yeah, like three or four left or something. And, and of course, I've been I've been uh, talking about Reality Bites, the one where Randy uh, catfishes a 32-year-old woman, <laughs> uh, and she shows up at the house. So, I'm again, I, that's that's my Christmas episode, frankly. Cause I think 2018 is going to be off to a good start. Uh, I mean, I tell you what, yeah, I, I think so. So, uh, Jordan, thank you for joining me. Listeners, thank you for listening. And I guess I should... I guess I guess I... <laughs> yeah, just one more question. Just one more question. I guess I should say take care. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.